<laughs> What's up, guys? This is DJ Sabotage, and welcome to the first ever podcast. And let me tell you, it is nerve-wracking as hell, but we're going to push through it on these episodes. We're going to talk about every single topic known to man, whatever comes to our mind, we're going to do it. And right now, I have Chris CTG Martin 10 on Twitter. How you doing, man? What is up, Sabotage? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Now, most of the people don't know who we are. People don't even know who I am. But I'm going to let you do that introduction of yourself. Tell us who you are. What have you been doing? And what are your hobbies? I have been good, man. Uh, got a family, got two little girls. Uh, I guess long story short, uh, music. That's where me and Taj, uh, we found a lot of common ground. We've had some amazing conversations. So everything from folk music, hip-hop, to, hell, I'm sure we talked about Weird Al, so you might as well folk And you're absolutely uh, right. And yeah. it's it's funny how our, our lives keep crossing paths from, from meeting, oh, at, man. Yeah. Like meeting at Buffalo Wild Wings to uh, working in Journeys working office depot actually had to switch that around right is it no we're right yeah, Buffalo wild right. wings journeys and then office uh depot and then harry's hideaway yeah yeah i, I always forget that like you came into harry's a little after i always felt like you were there first because obviously like you hung out up there uh, karaoke and especially the community town but yeah i forgot we actually yeah, that's crazy. At least we have four places. We, uh, we do. We just keep entertaining. And that's kind of cool. That, like, you can do that nice sometimes. It's not just about being school with or uh, exactly or something else. We need to get that just random. I think that's awesome. And ironically, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be number five? Is this, this will be job together? <laughs> yes, this will be number five. Oh, crazy. Aiming for 10. Aiming for 10. So since we talk about music, we got to talk about this big thing happening this year. Actually, it will be uh, in a week. In a week, the Super Bowl, Dr. Oh, Dre halftime show. How you feel about that? It's 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 a big big moment. Okay, no, I thought we were talking about like Taylor Swift, the new album from her. That ain't, that's not dropping in a week. Or oh, there's something big going. Obviously, <laughs> obviously the Super Bowl. This is huge. This is huge. I mean. Since, uh, man, Prince, I, I want to I say this has been the biggest announcement. Don't get me wrong. Uh, J-Lo, Shakira last year, amazing. Uh, Beyonce, amazing. Um, not a huge fan of Coldplay. Don't like guys named Chris Martin. They're always douchebags. Um, but, no, I mean, come on. Mary J. Blige, like, Snoop, Dre, M, like, oh, Ken, my boy. Like, <sighs> They can't miss. They, they can't miss. And they I feel like miss. I don't know how they're going to manage to, to cram all this history into 15 minutes. It's almost unfair. It really is. And, I, you know, I was thinking that to myself. Um, and I didn't. And I got I to gotta give credit to uh, TikTok where it's due. Um, they, I forgot how, because at first I'm like, okay, between Dre and Snoop and M, Unfortunately, Mary J. Blige and kids are going to take a back seat. But then on TikTok, I saw a rundown of like the top five most popular songs, and I forgot. Like, obviously, Kendrick's new, so you're like, okay, you're going to take a you know, the back seat. It's the old school. But I forgot how he's actually been around for a minute. I mean, this isn't like year one, year two. He's year five, year six. And like, Mary J. had more songs than I remembered. And I was like, oh, there's no way. And rumor has it, 28 seconds. I don't know how they're going to do it. Exactly. And rumor has it that these artists might only have one or two songs to play in order to fit this 15 minutes in, which would make sense and works because Dr. Dre produced each of these artists. So they could easily do one of their songs and one of his songs and move on, which works. But that is a really tough thing for these artists to, to say, hey, one of these songs is going to be mine. And on top of that, Kendrick Lamar is rumored to premiere his new song at the Super Bowl. Crazy. 
Now that would be interesting. That's that's a risky move. That's Big a, time. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if it doesn't hit? Don't be wrong. I think he's a, a mad genius. I mean, I think he's the best out right now. Obviously, up for debate, but to me, he's top five right now at least. Um, but man, to say like, okay, because you know, you know what you're going to hear from Joe. You know what you're going to hear from Sweet. You know kind of what you're going to hear from him. You know. I mean, they might mix it up with Rap God or maybe Godzilla, some, some of his new stuff he's done. Maybe he has a real vendetta and he's tired of all the attention from GK and making Fox forget, and he's like, nope, come with Killshot. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know, but like for Kendrick to come out and say, like, okay, here's obviously anything from Dan, it's a temple butterfly, or, or any of the songs, it doesn't matter, you know. Swimming pool is obviously the most recognizable, but then to turn around and say, here's a song you know. I mean, if they end like that, that could be huge for his, I mean, that could, I think he's already working his way into that, like, legendary status, but if Dre gives him that platform to say, use the Super Bowl to launch, like, there couldn't be a bigger passing of the torch, you know what I'm saying? Well, I I 100% agree. I think, you know, like, when Eminem, obviously, he has... A hundred songs to really go down and 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 toss and play. Mary, you know she can easily just do the track that Drake produced. Um, and so is Snoop Dogg. Obviously, there's that's her uh, collab. But Kendrick will drop this uh, this song to not only say, "Hey, I have new music coming. My album might come out sooner than you think," but to really throw it out. I mean, it could be the next humble for everybody. And that would be amazing because I do think that when you're when you have the kind of genius that Kendrick does and you have the back and support of Gray, there's not one of them that probably would help them support. There's no way that anybody writes a song nowadays that like hundred people don't listen to that at least one person is just like I'm gonna be Loki dog. It's trash. Like so he would really have to write something that every single person would be like, Yeah, I've been listening to this for three months and I can't stop. I can't get it out of my head. It would have to be one of those songs like or DNA, right? You have to be a banger, but I mean, if there's anybody that can do it, it's him. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, huge. and it's crazy. And just to think that all these artists combined have a total of 44 Grammy Awards. With that being said, all these superstars who have performed at the Super Bowl before have launched their career again their the sales has skyrocketed out we've seen that with bruno mars we've seen that with beyonce we've seen that with j-lo this is only going to be another top charting history uh just just for the fact that dr dre is in it now you having snoop eminem mary and kendrick there's this too much this that is a lot of catalog for a viewer that has no idea what hip-hop is to kind of go into (laughs) but that's true but they they're gonna have a good main course. I'm I, I'm sure, and I think they're gonna blow it out the water. I think there's gonna be more surprises than what we already know, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I think the Super Bowl halftime show is iconic. Like I said, the, the last huge one that I remember. I mean, I remember the Who. How many forty year old bands we have up here? But Prince was the one that I mean, I don't even know how many years ago that was. I gotta look that up because. That was the first time I think for me because like I've been a football fan most of my life, but I wasn't like super into it. But man, I remember seeing Prince play at that halftime show, and it blew my mind because if I remember correctly, he played he did a solo on every instrument, and I was just like, this guy is so much more than just you know his songs from 30 years ago, but like 2007. So yeah, 2007. Yeah, one year out of high school, and I remember that changed my outlook on music up, up to you know up through high school to me it was a lot of like punk rock heavy metal old school rock and roll um you know i i listened to you know like back then juvenile melody and stuff like that we'll call it pop hip-hop but when i started looking into artists and trying to understand music theory i really dove into the building blocks and the foundations of music and i started finding completely different things to appreciate about it and when it comes to the understanding the musical theory side or expanding people's horizons on getting them to be introduced to something maybe they're not used to that they like, this little collection they have is appealing to so many different demographics. Older, 
young, uh, you know, different people in different time spans. Because, I mean, again, if you're a casual hip-hop listener, you at least know Eminem, Dre, and Snoop. Those guys are beyond what I would just call the hip-hop realm. They're pop culture. You know, it's, it's that big. Obviously, if you're somebody in your 30s and 40s, you know who Mary J. Blige is. And I think if you're just somebody that has a, has a set of ears, you've heard a Kendrick Lamar song, even if you don't know you have. So um, I think this just it does it. It's a whole lot of different people. And, like, I'm waiting for it. As soon as it was announced, I'm just, I guess, cynical. I was waiting for the backlash of people to be like, oh, and I know it's there. I just, I've been waiting for it to be like big. And so far it hasn't. I think the closer we get, the more the dummies and the crazies are going to come out in this world. It's like, oh, unacceptable. I heard people upset about J-Lo and Shakira last year. Like, I worked with a guy. He's a little bit older. He's just like, oh, they pretty much played porn at the halftime show. I'm like, really? really? So, again, some of these guys, you know, some of these artists, not just guys, like, there, there's a controversy there, but I'm stoked for it because it tells me that we're heading in the right direction um, when it comes to like, appreciation for different kinds of music at different places. And it really tells me that hip-hop's starting to take a, a real stamp in the game. It's no longer just like on par like it was like I'd almost say like heavy metal. Like it's a genre that was, it was known it was out there, but it wasn't getting mainstream and wasn't getting pushed for the actual true talent that it is and the amazing artists that contribute to it. I mean, this is like landing on the moon for hip-hop. One of the most viewed shows, you know, at that moment, halftime show, Super Bowl, is one of the most viewed times. Companies take out millions of dollars for commercials there. And now you're putting that into the TVs and the laps of the next generation, the younger, the 13, the 15. People that are, I don't say just impressionable, but are starting to learn things, they're getting a history lesson they're getting to see the present and possibly the future of music. And I think that's amazing. And I 100% agree with that. And I think it's becoming a new tradition. Music has changed. Uh, genres had merged. Uh, generations have changed. I mean, I remember being super young and, and my dad would be watching Super Bowl and, we, and all you got was country artists and all you got <laughs> was uh, rock artists. And it was it was targeted towards a demographic of older traditional uh, alpha male. And then when they started to add pop into it, that's where uh, those viewers were started to, to get mad and, and shake up the world. No one wanted to, to see a Nelly. No one wanted to see a Diddy, a Lady Gaga or a Madonna. They wanted to bring back the Vince Gill kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. idea because that was their mind of football. What people start to realize that the country and rock genres are slowly going away um, mm -hmm. traditionally, and it's merging into either pop or hip hop in some form. And there was no way to kind of turn a blind eye to it. And then, you know, you that's when you have your, your J-Lo's, and that's why you have your your Bruno's. And, and, and now, which is very controversial, because like you said, you will, they will have FCC is getting voicemails saying that we don't like the music that is playing. That's what's going to happen. What will happen is, like you said, a history lesson, a way of showing people that hip hop isn't bad. Um, hip hop is the culture. And uh, and this is what hip hop will be the one uh, will take care of all genre. And I think Dre will have his way of intertwining that and representing the older crowd that, hey, you can listen to this, too. But speaking of the Super Bowl, stepping aside of Dr. Dre, Janet Jackson had a documentary over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I watched it because, you know, I'm a Janet fan. I turned my phone off. I didn't answer the door, literally. And <laughs> Yeah, I, so the wife watched it. I was on baby duty. I was cleaning up the house, and yeah. I, I, could, I could hear it, and I stopped for a couple minutes, and I watched some parts, and uh, I ain't laughing situation. It's like every time I think I'm not going to get caught off guard by something shitty that happens to somebody in the day, right? Like, I remember when all that happened, right? And all I remember is like, oh, no, it's terrible. 
I didn't, at the time, at the age I was, you didn't realize that Janet Jackson disappeared. That whole Super Bowl thing. I, I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing. I'm hoping that, the, I mean, you've watched it, so maybe you can tell, you can maybe tell me this and feel better. I'm hoping there's a silver lining to where people need to realize that like, there are people in this world that get absolutely screwed and they become a scapegoat for zero reason. Um, and just the first that I caught, like, they really ruined things. I won't say they ruined her career. She already had a well-established career for 25 years at that point. They didn't do her any justice with that entire situation. And man, everyone just, like, I really don't like Justin Timberlake anymore. <laughs> and and uh, that was my nickname a long time ago was JT. And uh, yeah, I just... That man could have done so much more. And again, I only caught a snippet, and the snippet I caught was just like, it, it was dirty. It was, uh, I believe it was her, it wasn't her sister, it was her aunt or something talking about. How after that happened, pretty much everyone, everyone in social media and the news made it sound like it was her idea, it was her plan, it was this and that, and like, they really didn't like her. But I, again, I haven't watched it, so only the parts I've caught, I've been completely grossed out by. I've seen again, I watch a lot of TikTok, so stuff pops up on there from documentaries and And obviously YouTube, there's quick face on Facebook. And it's, I hate it because it's one of those things that I know I have to watch to be informed about and understand how the world works, especially when it comes to the music industry, uh, Hollywood. You have to sit down as uncomfortable as it can be and have this information. That way, next time it happens to somebody else, you'll be like, wait a minute, this looks kind of familiar. Maybe we dive into it before we move on. Well, I remember watching the Super Bowl uh, again. It was, you know, I was a teenager when it happened and I finally had my DVR in my room for the first time. So I was always stoked about that. But I remember it happening. And when it happened, I remember calling my sister and said, yo, did you see the titty? Like that was, but we it wasn't in inferior. It was we were Jackson fans. So that was something that as any Janet Jackson fan, we were already like ooing over the Janet cover. Now we actually see the, the boob. So for us, it was, it was what it was, what it was, but we never looked at it negative. And I never looked at it negative. And I didn't even know in years to come, like I bought her albums and everything like that. I didn't know how bad the aftermath was for her. Until, I had no idea. No idea. Not back then. Until last year when I was uh, gathering all the videos and stuff for the Janet Jackson birthday tribute on Twitch. Then I started to see she never hit number one after that. It mm -hmm. literally crushed her whole career for over a decade. And uh, a lot of radio stations wouldn't play her music over a boob while Justin Timberlake flourished. He didn't help himself you know, went on interviews and, and just pretty much put her under the bus and washed his hands of it. Knowing that in, in retrospect, I'm sure it was difficult for him and his team to figure out what to do because he just dumped NSYNC for his solo career. He said what he said about Britney Spears and threw Hunter under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm starting to dislike the guy more and more, man. Right. And Every I and, day. And anything that happens, he will come back, just wash his hands of it and act like nothing happened. And he just becomes the biggest star. So for him to make that apology on Instagram because uh, the fans chewed him out on Britney Spears and chewed him out about Janet, he had to come out and say, as a, as a man now, I hate the fact that I did what I did. So you kind of have to applaud him for at least recognizing the fact that the cancel movement is still around, the two movements is still around, and now they're targeting you. But at the end of the day, it damaged not only her career and an untold story, JC from NSYNC, it messed up his career too. During that time, he came out with a solo album and the one single that ended up being on Drumline soundtrack, and that it's hit... Yeah, it was a really good song, and that was successful. He was supposed to do a halftime show, I think it was like the Rose Bowl or something like that, right? 
that year. And then the Nipplegate happened and they canceled his performance by association. He had nothing to do with it. And after that, you never heard of him. So that was it was a big, big situation. You know, and that's the thing too, is like the reason I say uh, I'm having a, a bit of an issue with Justin Timberlake is like, okay, so me personally has the same thing. It's like as I'm getting older, I'm realizing too, like when I look back on my behavior sometimes, I have that. Especially as a, as, a, as a manager now, and like we're in, I'm sure you can deal with it too. Is like, there's times when when stuff hits the fan, it's always like, okay, I got all my eggs in my basket. I got to just hunker down and make sure they're safe. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm gonna call it never. You want to make sure the shit doesn't fall on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, this is the way the narrative's going, and, and Sally over there is gonna, it's, she's gonna eat this one bad, and like. When you could step up and say something, we'll be like, listen, it, this wasn't just sad. This was me and Joe and Bob and, you know, whoever. You, you could almost spread that blame a bit. He's had that chance to do that now a couple times, and he's always ahead in the same And that, to me, is just kind of great. Because, like, I always favor and look at the people that, you know, when there's one person that's getting dumped on, they kind of step in front of that and be like, you know what, hey, I was a part of this, too. And it seems like this is like somebody like repeatedly hated He did something or he put somebody in an unfavorable position. And instead of getting in front of it immediately, he waits and he's like, oh, oh, hold on. Okay, everyone agrees I was the asshole here? Oh, okay. All right, all right. Let me just tell you how sorry. And he backs them, please. And, and again, like I said, the reason I'm starting to dislike it is because I realized I had those same behaviors back then. It's something I'm trying really hard now to like get away from. But he, into his 40s, is doing it again. Like you said, kudos to him for acknowledging that there was an issue and apologizing. But, like, do you really think if this flare-up wouldn't happen, he would have just chose to do that on his own? Because I don't. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifesaver. It's a, ooh, i got to keep in good graces. I'm a golden boy. And I get that because, again, I had those same behaviors. But then they're, they're toxic. They're not good behaviors. Right. And, and not to spoil the documentary, so I'll, I'll let you watch it. And hear her side of the story but i agree and i also agree that if the target didn't hit justin he probably wouldn't have said anything because he never said anything five years after the fact 10 years after the fact and mm-hmm. whenever someone did bring it up he just shrugged his shoulders and, and walk away and and not just for the two women it was also for his group when he dropped the ball on the group they still had, I think, two albums left on their contract to finish. And based on Lance Bass's Out of Sight book, he said that after their uh, national anthem, they went into the locker room and they were all excited for what's to come and they were excited about the, the performance. And then Justin was like, hey guys, I've been recording a solo album and I'm out and left. <laughs> and left. Is anyone is honestly those anyone that surprised? I mean, this man <laughs> cheated on Jessica Biel, one of the most attractive combinations of DNA strands put together I've ever seen. Whenever we do like me and my wife do a top five, she's always number one. Right. I fell in love with that girl on, on uh, what the hell was it? Uh, Seventh Heaven. Yes. I was seven years old, and right after I saw Amy Jo Johnson as the Pink Ranger. My second crush was just to be honest. Amy, I can't remember her damn name from that show. But like, <laughs> if you have the audacity, the the wherewithal, the ego to be like, oh, I'm going to sleep with somebody I find more attractive than that, that tells me everything I need to know about them. <laughs> like, and I love Justin Timberlake for so long. And now I look back on it, I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> it just, once you, once you step away, it's like having a toxic friend, right? It's like, I mean, really take a step back and look at everything they've done. You're just like, really? Like, and so, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he's done a lot of good in the world, and especially for the world of music. He brought, you know, a, a certain kind of genre of pop in a time when music was in a weird spot. He kind of yeah. forefronted that a little bit. But, man, I don't know, man. Personal behaviors and the decisions he's made, I just, they're not ideal. And like I said, I'm sure he's done great things, and charities, and all kinds of really, really cool stuff. But 
at the end of the day, when you're in that kind of limelight, you have the opportunity to be, like like we said, like be that man, step up, put your chest out, take whatever lumps are coming to you. He never does that. I, I mean, hell, he, like I said, he cheated on his wife, and he came out with an album talking about how much he loved it. But if that isn't gaslighting, I, I don't know what is. Like, I, I got that up. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is going to be just like Crimey Rivers and one and super emotional. Nope. It literally starts, like, that album was shit, the one by the way. But it starts off like, I keep a picture in my pocket by my heart. And I'm like, yep, you cheated. That right there, because ain't nobody keeping a picture in their pocket by their heart. Didn't mean that much. Nope, nope, cheater. Liar. Liar. <laughs> so I knew right then. I was like, oh, you're not a good guy. He he has, I, I, hate, to, I hate to say this, but he has frat boy energy. That, exactly right. That's the hashtag right there, frat boy energy. Yeah, it just Absolutely. He's hit me with it. He's hit me with it. Like, everything he's doing is just a little bit grosser every time. And, like, for me, I, I, I'm a big fan of music, obviously, and I'm a fan of NSYNC, so I, mm-hmm. and I'm a fan of Justin, but when, when an artist makes flaws, you have to kind of take a look at that flaw and say, man, that man, that was a bad call. And he made plenty of bad calls. And and I even said it back in 2000s when his second album came out. I'm like, that's cool. You made a second album, but what about NSYNC? Like, <laughs> they out here waiting for an album, you know? Um, it's crazy, too, because it was anybody else, right? Anybody else. Like, he, I don't know how he got set up to be the kind of star that he did. Because, no, no, he's a good actor, too. And singer, and he, he's funny, he's doing this, you know. But, man, like, I've seen so many other actors and actresses, not even, like, what we call canceled now, but, like, just fall off because of any controversy at all, right? Like, if you look at most child actors, if you look at, you know, look at Jonathan Taylor Thomas, one little thing about, like, oh, David the girl, he yelled at her at a restaurant, bunch of people saw him, it's like, boom, movies and everything gone. This dude just keeps getting opportunities. And I think that's where a lot of tensions come from. The world that we have is like, when certain people get certain opportunities over and over and over again, it's like, well, why not this? Well, why not this? Like, and like I said, it's, it's that crap boy energy. It's just like, yep, imagine that. You did this. He's fine. Well, man, I don't know if you've uh, watched This Is Us. Have you watch that? Man, I, I'm, I'm mad. I'm like in, in the second season, and I know they're like in season 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're... I will say this, and I will not ruin it for you, but um, the, the, uh, one, one of the brothers, it's the same exact scenario, and he's got, he's got this amazing monologue piece on a football field. And I won't ruin it for you, because I literally watched it about 50 times, because about 10 years ago, I had the same feeling. It was like, I mess up this, and I get this opportunity. I lose this job, and I, somebody helps me out here, because I, the reason that this bothers me so much with the Justin thing is because on a very small small town scale, I've experienced the same things. Like even when I fucked up, someone else has been like my messes. And it took me a long time to realize that that's not how it should be. You have to let those messes and those mistakes hurt you so you realize the impact of them and don't do them And you'll 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 get to see it. If you keep if you stick with the show, I want to say it's like season three, season four, but it's simply an amazing um, piece of cinematic history for me. And again, that was my personal struggle is why it's so personal. I'm sure when you watch it, you know exactly what you're talking about. You right. To them well. But it's the same thing. It's like every time dude messes up, it's like instead of taking a step back, it takes two steps forward. And I'm like, I think people are just nowadays tired of that shit. They're tired of people getting free opportunities and advancing when they shouldn't even mess up. And they're not taking ownership of it. And yeah, they're on season six right now. But but that's all true. Like especially now, if you it's as us normal people, we all go through those flaws. Even when, when we were younger, you look back and say, "Man, I shouldn't have said this, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't act like like that to that person." And it really does bother you for a while. So it kind of makes you walk the line a little bit finer in your years to come. And then when things happen, you see what you should be doing and should not be doing think before you speak kind of action and you it happens when we're older where we can actually say well you know what i i know what you're doing but i'm not going to entertain your argument i'm just going to leave you know whereas back then 
we were like, man, I'll throw this chair in your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's, and, it's crazy too that even in like the time that we've known each other from conversations we've had, you know, especially when it comes to like race, especially me and you have joked about that. I think hell since the first time we probably met each other, you know, especially like me growing up where I did, uh, you with the name Taj, you know, like we have joked about different things all the time. And like, looking back on some of these conversations they're 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 not cringy to me but again it's it's a it's a very bad trait that i have that i'm still working on myself be like no no no. i know the intention but it's not the intention that me and you had in those conversations it, it, it other people to see it if you're in that grand scheme when you have that brand you, it's how people interpret you don't get to decide how people feel about something you say so you do you got to go through this world with a bit of understanding and sensitivity and honestly like i i truly do applaud the people that fuck up and then just come out and they're like yep you're right i mess i was wrong i messed that up it's it's very rare but it seems like people are starting to realize like that's all it takes but some people's egos are so big they refuse to do that people's egos are so big and their surroundings make their ego big um, I think that's where not only with celebrities, but just in people in general, when they feel like they have a sense of power and authority over someone, that's their fuel. And there's nothing you can say to them because they feel like there's a shield until that shield's broken, where they have to be forced to say, maybe I did something wrong here, or I acknowledge the fact that I did something wrong. Um, and that could be the case with Justin. I mean, we don't know what happened behind closed doors for him, but I'm pretty sure most of those moments might have triggered him in, in, a, in a negative way uh, to where he actually looks back and say, I have a kid now. and Yeah, what I did was kind of kind of shitty. Maybe maybe it's time for me to apologize, you know, or maybe he is trying to find ways to help others in order for his conscience to be better. Who knows? That's why I kind of see like we we really don't know someone's intentions behind their apology. And I think that's where Janet's documentary, like once you see it, you see her response to it. And everyone else's kind of ordeal over his apology. And then also goes into the Me Too movement and goes into the cancel cultures when they uh, apologize. Like, are you apologizing because this could end your career or are you really apologizing because you're trying to do something better. And that's what the hardest thing is. You never know anybody's true intentions. Every now and then people really truly show the colors or try and show like they really truly show that their intent is they say delicate. I'm so divided sometimes. It, it blows it cracks me up on something. You do you have these people that do or say one thing, you know, like it's ridiculous da, da, da. And I look back on Jersey Shore and I'm like, they had like twenty eight seasons. Most guys are millionaires. Every little ridiculously sexist, trashy thing they did. I look at Jerry Springer, I look at wrestling. Like, it's funny that the cancel culture is as big as it is because I also know that, like, as human beings, we're also kind of pieces of trash a little bit. And it's almost like we, the, the people that, if we would actually use that energy on things that really matter, it can make a change. But instead, it's like, see, things get cancel because they didn't like the way a certain glove looks on a cup or like the, the dumb stuff right um you know don't wrong, I, you know i smoked cigarettes uh when i was out in portland people would literally cough in your face as you were walking by and smoking and that's funny because i realized at the time there were smoking areas in public areas i'm like oh cool well i'll just go stay in this area and i smoke them but then i realized i'm like wait a minute am i the bigger asshole for not knowing that there were smoking areas in certain parts of like downtown or the people that were like looking at me and coughing in my face and said they could have just been like, hey, are you from around here? You, you just have to smoke a little bit. Oh, no problem. All right, cool. So I don't know. It's, it's this constant struggle for me to like be up with the times and be understanding and accepting of change because obviously you know, we're just getting older. And at some point we're going to wake up and be like, well, that's, I, don't, I don't feel this way about that. And there's like old head, old ass head. Not knowing nothing, not woke. <laughs> so I really am trying to keep up with the times, but at the same time, some of it's just like too damn much. I'm like, I can't keep up with all your guys' things to upset about all the time. I ain't got time for this shit. I'm trying to fix kids, I ain't victims. 
Like, let me just leave me alone. But let me worry about too much of stuff. <laughs> and get on my yard. <laughs> get on my <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. I think, you know, and nothing against these movements. I, I believe. No, they're absolutely needed. They, 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 they're needed because even if they're wrong, right? Even if, even if, uh, and I'm not saying this, I'm saying, let's say the Me Too movement is completely wrong and off and nobody agrees with it. That means that there's still millions of people voicing their things. And that's what needs to happen more so more conversations can happen to lead to the correct answer. Do I think the Me Too movement's good? Yes, I do. Um, or the Black Lives Matter movement. I do think movements are good. I think, you know, uh, having conversations with people that don't have the same views as you is a positive thing. What people have to understand and start doing is figuring out how to have those conversations without getting personally upset and having those conversations to where if they realize that the conversation isn't benefiting any of the people involved anymore, it's okay to just be like, oh, you know what, we're done with this. You're not accepting any of the ideas or you're not willing to change your viewpoints. And it's not even about changing viewpoints. It's about getting people to understand. Because even though you can't get somebody to change their viewpoint, you may be able to get them to understand where somebody else is coming from. So the next time they, they think they're absolutely right in something, they just take that split second to be like, well, hold on. How would I feel about this if I was looking at these eyes? And the second people start doing that, we start getting more understanding of each other's views of what we're scared of, what we want to see change. There can be huge things, but most people won't even sit down and have a conversation. They, they just are insulated. These are my views. This is how I feel. You're wrong. You can't evolve that way. Right, exactly. Like, it's it's a strong stronghold of, a, of that. And it starts with a conversation, like you said before. And if we are able to sit down and listen to one another, you the one person might get information that they never received. Sure. and vice versa and that's supposed to be our conversation that's supposed to be our debate not i'm right you're wrong that's it and when it comes to all these organizations it becomes it the mass outside of that circle becomes confused because there there is an organization that wants right in the world like your me too's and your canceled there are, there are a group of people that are saying, okay, this person has done some dangerous things that can hurt a culture and a generation. We have to cancel them. And then there's another group of people that just wants to terrorize anything that's good and say, well, let's cancel this person because he didn't like my shoes when I saw him. And that's that's the problem that I have is we, we, we have a Black Lives Matter for a reason to show Yes, everyone matters, but somehow a culture it gets excluded from being all. And this has to be the focus point. But then you have another side that says, you know what? We don't like you guys. We're going to start doing riots. We're going to start doing this and really tarnish the meaning of those words. Same with Me Too. The, the first group of Me Too were out there for a reason. They were raped, sexually assaulted, and, and really bad things was happening. But then it manifests with these people who want to tarnish that world as well. Yes, when this is happening and you have something negative, do your research, get involved, understand what is happening before you just immediately say, nope, that's wrong, bye. And, and realizing that there is, there's a seed under that root. Yeah. And if you get to that seed, now you understand why, wow, okay, now I get why there's black lives. Now I understand why this has happened. Now I understand you can dissect who's who's right, who's wrong. It's like <laughs> like when, when someone can call you and scam you out of your money and claim that they're a bank, claim that there are these organizations. So what you do, you call the organization. Hey, did you guys call me? No? Okay, so that was a scam. It's the <laughs> same way with these organizations. You just got to know which one's a scam and which one is not. You're right. The worst part, too, is like, and I just caught myself doing it. As I was thinking about it, it took me a second to catch up. But, like, here's the most dangerous part of the canceled culture or the, you know, joining that means is that, you know, the second we kind of started turning down this avenue, which I, I knew we would, you know, the conversations we've had over the last 10 years, it was like, I knew we would get to this point. And I started realizing as I was listening to you, I was just waiting and it's like, Waiting to say, like, okay, I hope he doesn't say anything wrong. And the same with me as I was talking, it was like, 
okay, if this got taken away as a snippet, it's somebody think this. And like that, I think is a big problem is that I, and I catch myself doing it. You see it on TMZ all the time. So and so says, you know, Black Lives Matter, Me Too, that like you can take these little chunks. If people really sat down and took the whole conversations in context, I know you hear it from people on both sides of the fences all the time, like, oh, that was taken out of context, that was taken out of context. Everyone's just looking for a reason to have something that you say to use it against you to unvalidate your point. And if people could just get away from that and actually sit down and have conversations and start looking for counterpoints, look for teaching points, I think at that point, all of a sudden, you start having some more changes, some more conversations that get stuff done. But if people are just constantly trying to counterpoint each other to prove, no one's trying to actually, it seems like nobody's trying to actually prove a point anymore or prove that something's wrong. It's like they're just trying to disprove what you are doing. And that's right. where, again, like I said, I don't have a lot of, I have a hard time leaning towards the right on a lot of things. It's like, well, I don't support All Lives Matter because it's just in response to Black Lives Matter. I don't, you know, respond well to Blue Lives Matter because, again, it's just in response to Black Lives Matter. I don't respond, I don't respond well to White Pride because it's just in response to Gay Pride or Black Pride. Like, if you're just a response to something because you feel like, well, I want attention too, chances are you're not in the right. Like, chances are you already have that representation a million different ways, and your privilege just doesn't allow you to see it. So, again, we're not trying to dive down that entire rabbit hole, but it, it, in, a, in a, you know, in a little hand pocket kind of conversation, it's like, come on, man, like, you got to let people be, you know? I'm, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so when... When people say, like, I'd love to see the Browns in the Super Bowl, but like, no, well, me too. They've earned it. They've been outside of that thing. It must be hard at the bottom. Like, it <laughs> would be nice to see them come up a couple floors, wouldn't it? Like, it's it's the same thing. It's not something we should totally joke about, but the world is, there's a lot of serious in the world right now. So I think the, a lot of the conversations me and you have had have always been, um, you know, intelligent, um, fulfilling, um, probably thought-provoking, and I, I hope that we can keep that rolling. And, man, we will. To close that topic, or I definitely hope that we all can find a, a safe medium and not to say to agree to disagree, but to understand that we all have different views and our opinions matter. Um, there's no reason to, to fight one another, argue with one another, kill one another because someone like apples and another one like oranges. <laughs> They're fruit. <laughs> right, right. To understand right. that they're fruit, and then people have different types of taste buds, and that's yeah. just what ends up being. And hopefully, we get to a medium. It would never, you know, change. History tends to provoke, and my brainwashing always happens. Uh, the way that it that they market, the way they they put it on headlines, always wants to stir the pot. So. To be 100% complete, it can't be. But if we can meet in the middle and say, I get you, I'm okay with that. And I think, honestly, man, like, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Not, not enough people will say that. <laughs> I, I've done it. You know, I, I, I've said things or I've, I made a joke about something that somebody kind of stopped and looked at me for a minute. I'm like, you know I'm just playing, right? And like, yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I fucked up. My bad. That wasn't that wasn't that funny. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it might land. It didn't. You're right. And like, just be self-aware, man. Read the room. I, that's the part that blows my mind. Somebody saying and doing something just stupid. There's at least one. Usually it's me. Like if somebody's saying something that I know ain't right, it's not. I give them them eyes. You know what I'm saying? Just them. You want to keep going with this? And they just keep going. I'm like, read the room. <laughs> you know you're in the wrong right now. So I do. I hope I hope people have the humility enough to just stop for a minute and be like, all right, maybe maybe the same. Maybe I'm wrong in the same thing. And I, again, I hope they have conversations too where they can do the same thing. Where they can just stop for a minute and take themselves out of the equation. I mean, too many people are self-centered. Don't think about the, the grand scheme of things. And just be like, let me really just, you know, I look at everyone when they talk to me and I love having conversations with people. I look at it like they're their own book, right? They're their own main character. And when people are telling stories about the past or situation they've been into, that's them just reading me a few chapters. You know, I'm not even getting the whole thing. I'm not getting all 23 chapters. I'm getting one or two. 
But if people are willing to share those with you, you got to learn from them. You got to take what they've gone and they've experienced and take that into your mind and say, hey, this is a very real thing for somebody else. Maybe it's not for me, but for somebody else, this is reality. And you have to accept that reality, whether you like it or not, and you have to learn from it and say, I'm, okay, if this situation pops up or if this scenario ever happens, or for us especially, like, if my child has to deal with this, this is how I want to teach them how to handle it correctly. And that, you know, again, it's always changing as well. So we gotta we gotta make sure that we're doing our best for this next generation to make sure that they even be better than we do. It's all our parents wanted for us, and that's the best thing we can do for them. A hundred percent agree with you, Chris. And let's end it here. Let's do it. I need a cigarette. Damn, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, I need to pour pour me a drink. Who got Ooh, it? That was, that was a lot going on. Yeah. I knew I knew we were going to end up there. I knew it in my head today, all day. That I was like, I guarantee we end up on race. So, yeah. to be fair, though, that is one of the cooler dynamics me and you got. Like, we are completely different backgrounds, obviously completely different races. But man, to to land where we landed and keep going down this journey together, ten plus years, that's cool as shit. You can always do. And same here, and and I'm I'm glad that I got the chance to. Get in touch with you for this finally, podcast. Finally. And we can finally put in our opinions on record. And hopefully down the line we can be we can predict some things in the future. It had happened. We just never put it on record. <laughs> <laughs> we like that we, we just talked about this. It's gonna, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen like something. I'm telling you right now, if you're right about that Kendrick Lamar. Song release at the Super Bowl. You put this shit on TikTok the night before, just in case. And if we go viral, we're quitting the jobs. Okay, so here's my prediction on this, right? So my prediction is Kendrick Lamar is gonna drop this single before either the, the, the night of or an hour before the Super Bowl performance. It's gonna hit number one all across the board. All five of these artists is going to catapult into new stardoms. Like they don't have starting before. There's gonna break records in the Super Bowl. It's gonna break records in, in sales. They're gonna have more hip hop artists ever before after this situation. And we might even see Jay-Z in the Super Bowl. I'm putting it out there. I know he said you need me, I don't need you, but it's right. gonna happen. <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Is like I they don't have time to have like guests. Like again, how Coldplay brought on Beyonce and like they're just not gonna have time for them. They have like I don't see them sharing the space like right. other artists usually do. Like, uh, like when well, hell when Beyonce played or no, hold on, no, yeah, no, didn't, yeah, when Coldplay played, didn't they bring Beyonce and she? Okay, so she appeared she like on team, herself, Bruno. No, I think she only made two appearances. Did she? Who the hell did Chris Martin have with them? Yeah. Coldplay brings Beyonce and Bruno Mars Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what happened. That's what happened. Because Bruno came out with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Beyonce came out with her thing. And then Coldplay brought both of them back. Yep. And then the year after, after that was yep. Beyonce. And then the year after that was Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Gaga. And then, and then last year was Weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be good, man. I'm, I'm like I said, I keep waiting for the backlash of it. I keep waiting on Facebook because I like to argue on Facebook. It's gonna <laughs> happen. It's gonna happen. It hasn't yet. And that's what blows my mind. It's like I still know a bunch of like old ass, you know, redneck silent school, and I keep waiting for that one post where I'm like, all right, let's go. Here we go. Like, yep. I, uh, it hasn't happened yet, and I'm I'm upset because I'm a pessimist when it comes to people. I'm like, oh y'all. We're all pieces of shit, you know, like, but I haven't seen one post yet being like, God wouldn't like this at the halftime show, or my kids shouldn't be subject to listening to this bullshit. I guarantee it'll happen during, but I, I was hoping it was happening beforehand. So I could go do my research and then just snap it just during the actual show. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think people are waiting to see what happens because uh, it is technically the first hip hop show no, fully Dre, yeah Dre's too smart he, and yeah 
it's it's going it's going to be what it needs to be, and I think it's going to be good. I think it's like I said before, Dre's way of like introducing a different crowd to Cali, to him, to all these artists, and to hip hop culture, and I think that will turn turn that around for sure. Well, I, I hope it just opens the door for not just hip hop, but like other forms of art as well. Yeah, you know, like you know, I, I'm trying to remember, did Metallica play Super Bowl? I feel like they did. No, no, but that's that's the thing. Is like I would like to see like a heavy metal band one year, or I'd like to see uh, pop punk. Obviously, the, the, the resurgence of like NGK, what Youngblood's doing, Olivia Rodriguez. Like this is the songs that are coming out are literally just pop punk songs from the two thousands. And you know, I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I I honestly want Metallica to play, and yeah. they haven't played, and that's one of the bands that really questions me. I and when you ask me that, I'm like, no, nervously, because I feel like forty on here. Yeah. <laughs> even, even I had to think about it because you're right though. For thirty years, it was like, like we going, it was every rock group that was popular twenty years ago. Then it moved yeah. to YouTube, and then you know, from YouTube, it was all the '90s things. It's like, you know, I bet I'm gonna actually when we get off this call, I'm gonna go look back at all the musical guests, and I bet you, right around like. So like 2003 and back, I bet you I was coming Because that was when it really took off and started becoming like a big thing. It was like right near high school. And but before that, I don't remember. There might not even have been a halftime show. But I want to just look at the pure history of a halftime show and kind of break it down a little bit. I think that could be something cool to talk about next week. I'm down for it. I the Super Bowl is happening next week, so we can have another podcast about it. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be good. So so, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast, our very first episode. Like I said, there will be many episodes to come around, just like myself and Chris. We talk about a lot, and there's many topics we will <laughs> tackle along the way. So, as I always say on my Twitch stream, peace, love, always stay positive, always think ahead. Chris, do you have anything to say? Say less. <laughs> I don't know. I will come up with a cool catchphrase. For now, I'll just say um, be kind. I like that. You guys take care. Later days. <laughs>